What's up? What's going on? Hey, welcome to the Shaleen Show. This is Car Smart Friday. I'm in my car, but my car is parked. So feel free to take your seatbelt off. Let's have a chat. All right, if you're new to the show, Fridays are usually a personal episode. Mondays and Wednesdays, I try to bring you experts or topics that have important takeaways, topics that you guys ask for me to dig into. And again, on Fridays, I just talk about whatever's going on over here on this side of the world and give you basically a lifer update. So we are back in Cali. We spent a month in NYC, which went by so freaking fast. But you know what? First, let me recap this week's episodes. If you didn't listen to Mondays and you're a lady, do. I mean, that episode, that expert, Dr. Kelly Casperson, I love her. I love her style. I love the way she speaks. I love her casual nature and like how she just makes kind of an uncomfortable, awkward topic so normal. So we talked about your lady parts. I almost said your vaginal health, but I mean, it's like your vagina, your vulva. (laughs) It's still... When I, you know, talk about your lady parts, I just think it's a habit that we call it a vagina. Am I right? But it's really, that's not your vagina. That's your vulva. I don't know. All these words. Anyways, that episode was really fascinating. I have a phone call in, actually I have an appointment with my doctor that helps me with all my hormone replacements, a natural path basically. So always looking at my internal health and I have an appointment with them next week and I'm going to talk to them about doing the vaginal estrogen. I thought that sounded really interesting because I'm not having a lot of the symptoms that she talked about, but I am experiencing like some bladder issues sometimes, certain times a month. Anyways, too much information. I know. Go back and listen to that episode. It is pretty fascinating to learn some of these things. And then on Wednesday, I brought on my best friend from high school, Jen Delvo. And, you know, I think that was a really important episode. I wanted people to hear her story, her attitude, and how two people in the same household coping with cancer, what that looks like for them. I was disappointed that my pod squad wasn't very understanding. Like, I thought Jen did a great job of saying, like, this isn't right. She said it a hundred times, like, at least for me, this is what I need. For me, this is what works. For me, this is how we've dealt with it. And we didn't try to position the episode like, here's how everyone should deal with cancer. It was like, this is how this couple is coping with cancer. But anyways, she has done an episode kind of responding to some of the critiques, if you will. And you can find that on her podcast. It's called Not Today Cancer. But I just think the important thing to take away from the conversations I was seeing in the pod squad is that, you know, people are entitled to their own opinions. People are entitled to handle their health and their decisions the way that's best for them. You know, like I've been accused of being a toxic or having toxic positivity. And, and I was joking around with my family. I'm like, maybe I am, maybe I am someone who is believes in toxic positivity because I don't like negativity. I don't like to be sad. I don't like to talk about sad things, but I do, but I don't like feeling sad. Who likes feeling sad? I don't know. I try to protect my own mentality. Like if someone's like, oh, like sometimes Kristen will say to me, Kristen, if you're listening, Kristen will say, boy, they are not happy with you in the pod squad. I'm like, why tell me that? Like, don't tell me that unless it's something I should really like read and understand and think about well, then tell me, right? But if it's someone's just not happy because of who I am, there's nothing I can do about it. So don't ruin my day. I'm not talking about Kristen. I'm talking about like when friends would come to me and say, 
oh my gosh, did you read that one person, the review they wrote about your book? It was just horrible. I'm like, why, why tell me that? I can't rewrite the book. And there's nothing I can do about that other than have a bad day. So if that's toxic positivity, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I do try to make sure that I surround myself with positivity, that I think about positive things, and that I focus on the positive. That's me. So I don't know how you want to label that. Anyways, I think they're both great episodes, and I hope you will listen to them. Yeah, the other thing that was like is constantly being debated, again, in the pod squad, is the vaccine status of both Brett and I. And, okay, my husband has his own beliefs about this. But you can put two and two together, and you know you saw us in New York, and we're going in and out of restaurants, so you can probably put two and two together. Brett does not want to discuss his vaccine status because he's like, it's nobody's business. But I feel like, for me personally, I don't think that everybody needs to know everybody else's business. I really don't, especially when it comes to your health. I think that's private. And But for me... I have made a decision to say publicly that, yeah, I did get vaccinated and I don't want to talk about vaccine mandates. I don't want to talk about politics in general. I don't want to talk about any of that, but I will say I will talk about people. I think people are just the whole, (laughs) these laws and rules and mandates and where they're applied and where they're not applied makes no freaking sense. And I will argue with anyone over that. Like it makes no sense that we're jammed in like sardines at the New York Knicks game that we went to, like just jammed in like super tight or people are going to concerts and everyone's like jammed in super tight and no one's wearing a mask, you know? And yes, everyone there is supposed to be vaccinated, but are they? How would we know? Right. But yet kids have to go to school and keep their distance and wear masks. And the next morning we were in our car and driving past a school in New York and all the kids had been let out of school. It looked like probably middle school. And every kid was walking home by themselves, by themselves, you know, sometimes a group of two or whatever. And they all still had masks on and they were out of school. I thought, I wonder why, like, are they in the habit of it now? Is it a peer thing? Like everyone's wearing a mask, so we're all going to wear a mask because literally like kids were wearing masks and there was like no one around them for like 50 yards. They're just walking home. So anyways, I just, I think we can all agree that there's so much stupidity around all of us. There's people who are, are stupid in terms of the risks that they're taking. And there's people who are stupid in terms of like the way these rules are applied, depending on where you are. It's just strange. The whole thing's strange. And I don't want it in the pod squad. I don't because it's all over the internet and everybody talks about it and everybody debates about it and everybody fights about it. And it's just a way to create division. And so just so you know, if you're in the pod squad and the topic of vaccinations comes up, I will delete it because Like, I'm denying you the right to talk about it in the pod squad because I want that to be a space where people don't have to worry about that. There's anywhere else you go online, you can join in that conversation and debate, etc. I just think it's such a weird way that people decide whether they either like agree with you or they hate you or they cancel you. And I hate the fighting that I see back and forth. I think, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like a 50, 50 thing. I don't know. Even within families, you hear people like arguing and fighting about it. And I just, I think you're entitled to your beliefs. I think, I think everybody's entitled to their beliefs and I don't want that in the pod squad. So if you've posted about that and you saw that I got deleted, yep, it was probably me or someone else who monitors. We've got a couple people that monitor the group and I've just said, just delete those Delete things where people start debating politics because it's just, it's not what we do, you know? So thanks for respecting that. It's not that I say you can't talk about it. I just want to have like at least one place where people can go and not have to 
be feel divided. Okay, so New York City. Let me talk about our meet and greet because you probably know I got served. Yes. So that was weird. So that tells me, well, first of all, I know that Dr. Malavi and his team, they obviously listen to every single word of my podcast and they obviously, you know, carefully follow my social media and all the people who comment underneath in the post, etc. And the reason why I know this is because it's all included in the documentation of the lawsuit that I was served with on November 5th. So it doesn't surprise me that there's one of his representatives or someone from his team that's also in the pod squad. It's not hard to get in the pod squad. You just have to answer a few questions. You have to tell us what your favorite episode is. And how do you pronounce my name? Shaleen. Rhymes with Celine. Celine Dion. Shaleen. Anyways, so it's easy to get in the pod squad. And there's plenty of haters. Not plenty. There's not a lot. But like, you know, there are people who are in there who, you know, they just like to cause problems or say negative things. And that's different from those of you who want to share your opinion and it differs from mine. I encourage that. So if I do an episode and you're like, you know what, Shalene said this and I don't necessarily agree with that. Like I, trust me, I encourage that. I allow those comments and I, you know, say don't delete those. The only time I ever want them deleted is when fighting happens underneath the comment and people are attacking each other. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, nope, good. This is a place for toxic positivity. (laughs) Just kidding. The average person doesn't have the experience or maybe we don't know what their emotional state is to be able to deal with an online attack. Like I understand that I'm going to get it because of my position, right? If you've got whatever, a couple hundred thousand or a million followers or whatever, you're just going to have a certain percentage of them that just are unhappy with life and unhappy with you and just, you know, or they're going to completely disagree with you. So I know I'm going to have people who don't agree with me. I know that I'm open to negative reviews and attacks and, you know, those kinds of things. Like the more followers you have, the more, I hate the word haters, but the more people you're going to have that just are not happy with you and are going to voice it and do so very confidently from behind their safe, you know, private profile with a picture of a cat and they're just, you know, the only thing they have to do that day is to say like, hmm, let let me see if I can't ruin this person's day by attacking them. There are those people. And I've like grown into this. It's happened slowly, right? Like, so when I first became, I guess you would say like a more of a public person and using social media, it happened a little bit. And then as you continue to build more followers and do more things and have more platforms, it's just more of that. And so I don't take it personal anymore, but I don't think the average person is ready for that. And there's a lot of people you know, under maybe a social media post that I've made or in a pod squad and, and someone might say something that's, you know, like they're just stating that they disagree with me or that they take issue with something they said, or they're very upset with me. And then I will see people like, whoa, whoa, like just like pile on them and make these attacks. And then they go back and forth. And even if I, a part of me is like, oh, I'm so happy that people were defending me. You know what I mean? Cause that feels good. Even if there's that side of me, I also feel for that person who was just trying to express their opinion and now it probably feels like the world is closing in on them and that they're being attacked. And I I feel for those people and so sometimes I'll delete those posts just because it looks like it's getting too personal and it's getting mean. And I, I mean, people commit suicide over this kind of stuff. If you've never had it happen, it's not fun. It hurts. You know, like I felt really bad for my girlfriend, Jen, when, you know, for her to have to read some of those comments because I'm like, she was just 
really trying to do her best of sharing her own personal experience in hopes that it could help somebody who was going through it. And it was, she wasn't speaking on behalf of all people with cancer, but that's hard to read like all these people, like, you know, what it feels like attacking, you know, even though they're just expressing their opinion. So I just encourage you, not just in my pod squad, anywhere online, be gentle, be nice to people. Like it's so much easier to think about, okay, can I say this another way? Can I get my point across without making it feel like I'm attacking this person or that this person is wrong? Because there's always a nicer way to say things. And I'm guilty of like replying to a comment that upsets me in such a way that you can feel my emotion and I feel vindicated. Like, how dare you? Do you know? Blah, 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 blah. But if I reread it, I can always say to myself, okay, how can I soften this? How can I first thank them? Because obviously if it got under my skin, then it made me think and I have to thank them for that. And I just try to rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it. And each time I rewrite a response to something that upset me, I get calmer. And the more I try to be kind and imagine things from their perspective, then my reply has more grace and more empathy and more understanding. And I think that's how we win. And when I say win, like as a society, we have to stop like looking for things to attack each other on. And that's a habit for some people. For some people, I swear that's all they do is they get on the internet and they look for things that they can disagree with. They look for people, they follow people who they vehemently disagree with everything that they post and who they are and what they stand for. Why? Like life is too short. Gosh, I think that's why anxiety and depression are so high. Back to New York. So here I am. We did a meet and greet and I posted details about it inside our pod squad. I posted details about going to Heather's show and, you know, we could meet before it. And again, I know some of you don't like Heather McDonald. That's your prerogative. I find her hysterical. Comedians are offensive. They just are. And I don't think we should cancel comedy. You know, you don't have to listen to a comedian. Anyways, enough about that. I posted about that, but I was private about the fact that I was meeting with a small group of gals who were not able to get tickets because the show sold out. So there's a small group of guys and gals who weren't able to get tickets. So I felt really bad. And so I'm like, well, look, let's just figure out a place where we can meet before the show. And then I'll meet with you guys for like 40 minutes and we can, you know, talk or whatever. And you can meet each other because that's the whole thing about the pod squad is like you're meeting people who have common interests and they just people just click when they meet at these pod squad meetups and friendships form. It's really awesome. So I wanted to meet with the people who couldn't get tickets. There's like 10 or 15 of us. And so I sent them private details on my the phone number that we use. So we use that number for, you know, a variety of things. It's not the number that where I like communicate back and forth with people unless it's about something very, very specific. Like, so for example, we use that number. I used it to talk to parents who were struggling with or who had children who were struggling with their gender identity or struggling with anxiety and depression, you know, so I try to reserve it just for that. So if you just want to share comments about the show, please do that in the pod squad or send me a DM on Instagram. So anyways, I use that number to communicate with a very, very, very small group of people where we would be meeting before the show, which was Starbucks. And obviously, one of his people infiltrated that that number, I guess, unless somebody screenshot that and shared it to the pod squad. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. But either way, I'm at Starbucks, which I hadn't put out anywhere publicly 
And as I walk in, there's this man, kind of a short black guy, shorter black guy. And he, he's like waving at me, super friendly. I'm like, and so I'm like waving, I'm like, hi. I like literally waved at his camera. I'm like, hi. And he's like, hi, Shalini. And he said my name correctly. So I'm like, oh, you know, it's a husband. And there are a few other like super cool husbands there. So anyways, then I, I meet with the ladies and most of the husbands either like stayed back or, you know, just made room for the ladies so we could all like sit in a little circle and chat. And we finished. And as I'm leaving, there's that guy again. He's like, hi, Shalene. I'm like, hi. And he goes, my wife and I do your workout pile. I'm like, oh, awesome. And like, before I can even finish the word awesome, he's like, and I need you to sign these. I'm like, son of a gun. And, you know, immediately I knew not to be upset with him because he's just hired as a process server. But like, it was funny because the, the gals that were there with me were like taking their hoops off, literally, and pulling out their brass knuckles. Not literally, but you know, they were like, what is going on here? Like, you know, they were probably angry with him. So I tried to like right away say like, you know, don't, don't worry, don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. I knew I was going to be served tonight. I figured I would be served tonight because I had made it public that I was going to be at that event. I didn't know it was going to happen at Starbucks. Don't blame him. He's just the process server. And he was really nice about it and gave me like a five inch stack lawsuit, defamation lawsuit, including a, he'd filed a temporary, Dr. Malavi's filed a temporary or tried to file a restraining order against me, but the judge denied it, which I think is awfully telling because it's my first amendment rights. And so now he has petitioned the court or I don't know what the exact legal terms are, but there's supposed to be a trial on December 1st. Now, on December 1st, I have an appearance I'm supposed to be making, so I don't know how that's going to work. Like, I don't, you know, and if I cancel that, I lose my fees. It impacts other people. So I don't know how that all works. I've talked to my attorneys about it, but that's supposed to be on the same day. So I don't know if I actually have to go to, to trial on December 1st for this restraining order, but it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy the amount of just inconvenience and money and intimidation that he's heaping on me and alleging in his lawsuit they're suing me for in excess of a million dollars for speaking my truth that's insane to me for posting my own photos for sharing what first what people who have treated with him firsthand have told me about their experience so it will be very interesting. One of the things that he puts in his complaint is that he fears for his life. <laughs> I should be fearing for my life. But that's just crazy. And he alleges, I don't know if this is true, but he alleges that his office has received death threats, that you know people on his staff and his family has received death threats. And I don't know if that's true, but I just want to say this. Hopefully you guys know you don't need to be involved in any of that. Like we, when I say we, like people who know right from wrong, know you don't have to stoop to that kind of level. Like I don't want you guys commenting on his social media. You guys have asked me like, can we pick it outside of his office? Don't do so on my behalf. You know, if you're one of his victims or if that's your decision, don't do so because of me because that doesn't help me. And certainly I don't think it's right to ever threaten somebody's family or, you know, to threaten anybody for that matter. You just don't need to. Like the truth will speak for itself. The truth will speak for itself. I hope you can hear that I'm calm about that. I believe in the system. I believe in the truth. And I believe that this all happened for a reason, as I've said from the beginning. And so I just want to put it out there, like, 
someone was saying that they had tried to write a review on his page and had been deleted. And I said, well, were you a patient of his? And they said, no, this is on an Instagram DM. And I'm like, well, then you can't write a review. Like you should never write a review for someone just because you don't like them. You know, only if you actually went to their business. People do that on my podcast. Sometimes they'll write like a negative review. I'm like, stupid. They're not even, they're just writing a review about me. Like that's not right. Like write a review about the show if you want. So thank you for those of you who have written five-star reviews. And don't forget, you can always write more than one, hint, hint. Especially if there's like a particular episode that you want people to listen to or you want to like tell a guest like Kelly Casperson that you loved her episode, like give her a five-star and talk specifically about that episode because people read those reviews and then they go back and listen to the episode that you referred to. So thank you for that. Anyways, that's where the lawsuit is. And I know many of you want to know if we will be countersuing. And I am just going to say this that I've got great legal counsel and I am not going to share too many details about that until I know that I can. Now, the lawsuit that he filed against me is public record. You're welcome to look at it online. It's Malavi versus Johnson. I think he sued me, Shalene Johnson, and my company, Team Johnson. And that's who he filed it against. And yeah, it's going to be a major pain in the butt. But you know what else? He's got other fish to fry. This man is busy. He's got other cases against him, including the case with the attorney general, where they're trying to remove his license. I would think that he's pretty busy with that. I happen to know another victim that reached out to me that had a trial scheduled right around the corner and their trial just got postponed or delayed or whatever you call that. I know quite a few. And so I, I think he's busy, to be honest. But certainly he's made me his... I don't know, focus. He wants to sue me for a million dollars. Isn't that crazy that in the state of California, if a doctor is found to be responsible for a patient's death in under their care, right? Because of negligence, the maximum payout state of California is 250 K. But yet that a doctor, if you speak out about your negative experience, honestly, that doctor can, has no limit on the amount that he can sue you for. So apparently his so-called reputation is worth more than a human life. Tell me how that makes any sense. And I think there are plenty of amazing doctors out there who should be protected because they have to take risks when they're trying to save a life, when they're treating people for, you know, surgeries and I think that it's important that we protect. There's so many great doctors and they deserve protection. But there's also a class of plastic surgeons in particular who are just getting away literally with murder and they're just doing whatever they want. They can just perform whatever surgeries. They can invite, fell under the guise of a fellowship, they can invite other doctors into the surgical room and you don't even know that, that someone else is performing your surgeries. They don't have to tell you if they make a decision that they believe is in your best interest while you're under anesthesia and performing the surgery. Like some of these cases that I've looked at, not just the Malavi situation, but other doctors, because now like for whatever reason, people around the country, even around the world are sending me these crazy, crazy stories about plastic surgeons. So I think the things are going to change. Laws never change quickly, but I do think that there is rumbling within the plastic surgeons community. And I hope they clean up their acts. I hope they stop speaking so disparagingly. I hope that, I hope that things change. I hope that they are scared. 
And I hope that they realize that, you know, there are people who are going to speak out about what's happened. And I hope that the medical board makes some changes, a lot of changes, because there's some major problems, not just in the state of California, but everywhere. And yeah, so not to obsess on that, but anyways, so we're back in California and it's crazy. You get off the plane and I'm like, wow, like I love just living in New York, but I've heard people say like New York is hard living and I understand what they mean, you know, like it's just different. Like you get off the plane in California, it's like, oh, like the skies are bright. Things are clean. It's always sunny. Things are further spaced out like New York you know that you're just always in the shadow of these buildings at least you know when you're in the city in the shadow of these buildings and there's because trash is picked up every other day so there's always trash on the streets because that's what you do you just put your trash out on the street you know so that's weird like there's just trash on every single sidewalk and people have dogs and pets and where are they supposed they go on the sidewalk and some people pick it up and some people don't and it's just you know, the weather can sometimes be gloomier and there's always people laying on their horns within two feet of you, like, ah, like so deafening. And you just like jump out of your skin. It's like, huh, it's like almost like a trauma response. So it's just different, but I loved it. I love the energy. I love the fashion. I love that anything goes. I loved that about the fashion, just freaking anything goes. But it was also like a lot of like baggy, grungy, 90s style, which I love. I think that was really fun. And I don't know. I just, I love being in the city. I definitely don't want to, I don't think I would want to live there indefinitely, but I could definitely live there for like, you know, a couple months at a time. And that's our plan is we'll probably go back again and maybe stay in a different area, like maybe down by the water, down by Chelsea or the meatpacking district. Love that area. It just seemed a little, it felt a little different. And where we're off to next, I don't know. We're, we're planning that right now. And people always say, will you do a meet and greet in whatever city you're in? I hope so. I think so. I think it's fun for you, us all to get together, especially Pod Squad listeners. Like, I think that's really fun. So jump in our Pod Squad. The link to that is always in our show notes. But yeah, well, here's what I want to do. I want to do Europe, obviously. I don't know if there's any Pod Squatters in European countries. We'll have to find out. But I also would like to do Nashville for a couple of weeks. I'd like to live in Inclined Village in Nevada. Like I hear so many people talking about how beautiful it is there. So I'd like to visit there. I'd like to visit Austin. And when I say visit, like I want to do these extended stays where we kind of can get a sense of what it's like to live there. I haven't decided if there's another place we'd like to live for a month, but definitely if we're going to do that, I think to do that in Europe would be really cool. My guess is the next time we, or our next trip where we're going to go live someplace, I would guess Europe. But I learned a lot of things about myself. Like, so first of all, like I just, I mentioned this last Friday, I didn't pack very much. I really didn't for a month. Like I didn't pack for 30 days. I packed for like two weeks, which is still kind of a lot. When I came back home, I'm like, look at all these clothes in my closet. I don't wear them and I didn't miss them and I wasn't wondering where they are. I got to get rid of those. Look at all these shoes. I don't need these shoes. I need to sell all this stuff. Like I always donate the proceeds, by the way, but I need to get rid of all this stuff because the more things you have, the more, you know this, because I always talk about clutter, the more overwhelmed and cluttered you can feel. And I got to meet a gal who's in our pod squad. Her name is Desi. And she was like, Shaleen, when I listened to your you know, declutter project. I was going through a really rough time. I was 
separated from my husband and I won't share all the personal details that she shared with me, but basically financially, she had to figure out how she's going to take care of herself. And she went through that closet clean out and was like, I'm going to sell all this stuff and made like $60,000 on just things in her home. And I just think that's amazing. That's just so empowering. You know, and there's so many things that we just hang on to that like, why? Why do we hang on to these things? Like, we're like, oh, I'll wear that when I'm thinner or maybe I'll wear that if I'm ever invited to. Like, we have these stupid reasons why we hold on to things. So I'm definitely going to do the declutter project again in January. Oh, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. So while you're listening to this, it's 11-12, right? But on 11-11, on Thursday, I started this new habit where I am going to help keep you accountable for keeping a daily to-do list. Okay, you're going to follow along and all you do and you don't have to use a push journal. I don't care if you use a push journal, although our new push journals are so dope. You guys, they're so cute. And now you can mix and match and build your own bundle. Like our covers are so cool. You guys design them. You guys pick them and they're awesome. And we have blank notebooks. So you can go to pushjournal.com to get one there. Or if you already have a journal or a day planner that you use, then use that. This is definitely not something if you're going to be a part of this challenge, we're going to do it for until January 11th. I am. Even if you only do it for a week, it'll make a big difference. And the only thing you have to do to join the challenge really is just post up and tag me. Follow me on Instagram because that's where I'm doing it on my stories. I'm doing it every day on my stories. You can see how I create my list. And it's like, if you don't post a photo of your own, then you didn't do it. So you're going to have to post up a little photo of your own and then you tag me on Instagram. And I would be super helpful if you got an accountability partner and you took a screenshot of that or a photo of your to-do list and then you text it to them and, you know, put a little skin in the game. Tell them like, hey, if you miss a day between now and whatever, do a two-week challenge, do a three-week challenge, do a two-month challenge if you want, like whatever, but say, hey, until this date, both of us have to text our to-do list every single day to each other. And if we don't do it, then if you miss more than two days, I pay you $100 or you take me out to lunch or, you know what I mean? Like put some skin in the game with your accountability partner. And I promise this is going to be your most productive period of time ever. Anyway, so I'm posting that on my Instagram stories and just follow along because you will feel so much more on task and on track and more productive. Like your brain relaxes when you're not trying to keep track of all these things in your head. So join me. So while we were in New York, I forgot to pack my supplements, the supplements that I take, like my vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin K, phytonutrients, the things that I take because I'm aging, we're all aging, but they're really important, especially if you're perimenopausal. And I developed this working with an incredible lab, like one of the best labs to create a medical grade package of all of those things. Because I was sick of carrying around like all these bottles. And so I'm like, why don't we just put these in like a little pack? that are specifically for women. And so I created two of them, one for women. Basically, if you're not perimenopausal, then you take the happy, healthy version. And if you're perimenopausal or menopausal, then you want to take myself again. I take myself again. And I forgot to bring them to New York. And you guys, it was a major difference. I felt it in my energy. I got acne (laughs) because my hormones were out of whack. I had breakthrough bleeding. Like I got my period like, two times over the course of a month. I'm like, what is this? And I kept thinking, oh yeah, I'll just have Kristen FedEx those to me. And I kept forgetting. (laughs) Hashtag ADHD. And so then I was like, oh, there's only, you know, seven days left of our trip. Forget it. I'll just 
get back on it when I get home. And so I'm back on them and to celebrate the fact that I'm back on them and to reinvigorate many of my healthy habits, if you want to order either of those supplements, and I will put a link to both of them in our show notes, either myself again or Happy Healthy, I will give you a free subscription to phase it up. We've changed it. It used to be a one-through-one method, so we do talk about nutrition in there, but really it's all about habits. It's about habit formation and the science of, of how do you develop habits so you don't have to think about it, so you don't have to discipline yourself, so you don't have to motivate yourself to do these things. And so when you sign up for a subscription to one of those supplements, I will give you a free membership to phase it up. So just check it out in my show notes, or you can just send me a message on Instagram if you don't want to click there. Just go to Instagram and send me a direct message that says deal. If you send me the word deal, I'll send you an automated message that gives you like all the details. All right. I love you. Thank you so much for your support, your prayers. You guys are the best. I don't know what I'd do without you. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.